This is the official Caps Church Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Show, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hello. Happy Sunday, or Monday, depending on when. Absolutely. Right, right. So... If you're new here, we stream on Sundays, we stream both episodes of the week on Sunday if you want to tune in live and chirp us. If not, that's fine, you know, we'll we'll be alone, uh, all alone. And if But we uh, have each other. We so have each other. We're not right. alone. That's true. It's true. Jokes on you. <laughs> yeah, you're missing out. Um and Monday's episode typically covers the, you know, league news uh and the week in review for the Washington Capitals. And anything else that we feel like talking about, cramming it in uh, to about an hour-long epi. On Thursday, we're going to be talking about offensive, living and dying on the offensive production. And, uh, Polly, what are you going to be talking about? I'm going to talk about a hopeful for the first Japanese-born skater in NHL history, Yushiro Hirano. Um, tune in. There's a pretty good story on him. He's a very talented hockey player. Yeah, so that's your snap, snack time for where with Polly Cupcakes. And like I said, I'll, the Hockey Chill Hip Check, we'll be talking about offensive production, what it really means, and, and should you hang your hat on it, and should you not. Uh, I guess uh, that's a good breakdown. Let's sort of pop some tabs and, and get right into it then, Polly. Huh? Yeah, cheers. One, two, three. All right, Caps fans. So, also, thank you if you are a new listener. Thanks for stopping by and tuning in. Uh, if you're an OG, you know, love you, mean it. Love you, mean it. If uh, if you're coming to us because you've seen our live streams on the watch-alongs, welcome, and thanks for supporting the Hockey Podcast Network. Absolutely, yeah. Sub to the Hockey Podcast Network YouTube because it rules. We do live watch-alongs, like, every day, it seems. Yeah, pretty much every night there's at least one game, and dare I say, there may be sometimes more than one, <laughs> if the if the times fall right. Right, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alright, so, league news. So, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna butcher this name, but Emily Castingway? That's how I would have said it. Has was named the first woman uh, assistant general manager of the Vancouver Canucks on Monday, and that is a first in team history, but a second in league history with this title. Is that right, Polly? Yeah. The first was Angela Gorgon. She did it for the Mighty Ducks during the 96-97 season. Interesting. But that that, that seems like it was a, um, I don't know, like an interim position or something. It's, she only lasted a year. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know the deets on it, no. um, but leave it to Disney. It's breaking barriers. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so tell us about Castingway. Well, <clears throat> she is 37 years old, and before this, she's been an agent <clears throat> for Momentum Hockey. She was the first NHL Players Association certified agent in Canada back in 2016, and she's had some successful clients, uh, number one being Alex Lafreniere. Never heard of him. Mm-hmm. 
All right, Alexis Lavernier. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. Good for her. Congrats, Breaking Barriers, uh, out there in in uh, Vancouver. Good stuff. Yeah. Isn't um, <clears throat> is that where the um, the medical person was? For that Vancouver? was L.A. L.A. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the trainer. Yeah. 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 L.A. Okay. Yeah. So West Coast, they say, is the best coast, but us being two East Coast guys, I don't know. I don't think I can say that. No. Totally. We won't say it. Yeah. But you we can won't. think it if you want. Yeah, you can think it, but maybe not say it. Maybe for certain things. I don't know. Now I'm just now I'm just dicing words here. Yeah. Well, speaking of East Coast, yeah. Keith Yandel, Boston kid, an American, has set the record. He's the new Iron Man of the NHL on Tuesday against the Islanders. He played... In his 965th straight game. Dude, that's crazy. He hasn't missed a game since like 2009 or some shit. Yeah, I think that's what it is, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, and we talked to Carl Alsner, who is who is the Washington Capitals' current Ironman streak holder. And he is like, you know, look, a lot of it comes down to obviously being a badass. But also there's a lot of luck that you just didn't catch a puck that like literally made you unable to walk. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think he said he broke his wrist, like, in the final game of one season. Right. And then missed some playoff games. Yeah, So yeah. if that had happened a, a week earlier, right, then his streak wouldn't be there. Yeah. Um, and I think this is kind of much to the Flyers' faithful sh- chagrin here. I don't, I don't know if – I mean, obviously it's a huge feat. Keith Yandel, though, did a bulk of those games in Arizona – and his other stops, right? Arizona, Florida. Florida, right. Um, and for Philly, it's, like, cool to have him there, but, like, they're in such fucking turmoil. I think they're on, like, a 13 or 14 game losing streak at this point. Yeah. Um, longest in in franchise history. Well, I think they did just snap it this weekend. Oh, okay. They well, beat the Kings that outdoor game. Ah, okay. Gotcha. I think it was outdoor. I don't know. But they did, They yeah, they just won. Okay, well, <laughs> congratulations, Philadelphia, for winning a game. Uh, mm. And, you know, Keith Yandel, uh, while he's, I'm sure, been a big part of the, the room, uh, I don't think he's, he's obviously not been a huge uh, piece to that, to that team. Yeah, but, you know, <clears throat> if anyone out there thinks that, Benching Keith Yandel would have improved the Flyers this season at all. <laughs> right. You're full of it. Right. That's true as well. So, you know, uh, you can't, you know, somebody told me once that you can't make chicken salad out of chicken shit. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> um, the game was not outdoor, by the way. Okay. But, uh, you know, congrats to him. Um, I'm just glad that. Given the current state of the Flyers, they didn't pull what happened to Eli Manning. And I think he, a couple years ago, was going to set an NFL Ironman record. Uh huh. And they benched him a couple games shy. Wow, that's shitty. And they lost, and the coach got fired. <laughs> Rightfully yeah, so. Rightfully so. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, I. 
I guess the last thing that we'll say on that is just congratulations, Keith Yandel. That's Absolutely. A, that is a big deal, though. Phil Kessel is hot on his trail. Yeah. Which um, surprised the hell out of me. Yeah. I mean, I guess you uh, avoid enough fights. That's what happens. <laughs> yeah. And uh, eat enough hot dogs. That's they, they become a part of your being, right? I think that hot dogs are probably the thing that's going to last through the nuclear holocaust. Well, you know, yeah, them and Twinkies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's good to see Americans setting these records. Got it is. Canadians hold most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, a Russian might beat the holy record. Right. And Americans are going to set a record for showing up. So we <laughs> boy. We show up. That's where we are in the game. There it is. There it is. And we're the toughest. Yeah. So suck it, Canada. Um, <laughs> Kane, Evander, thank God, signs with the Oilers for one year and scores in his debut. First goal of the game. Yeah, so um, quite a statement, and I don't give a flying fuck. I'm so glad that Washington did not end up pulling the trigger on this guy. Yeah, me too. I hope <clears throat> I hope they don't even make the playoffs. Yeah, and here's the thing about it is that they overpaid. I mean, they they gave him like 750. He gave they gave him league men and then rounded it out to up to two million in bonuses. Yeah, I mean, given his circumstances. Why would they even try to pay more? Right. I don't get it. I mean, maybe the bonuses are like if if you score like 20 goals. That'd be pretty tough to do at this point. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't like, you know, maybe if you don't gamble, maybe if you, yeah. if you go to every team meeting on time, if you practice hard every practice, if you, I don't know, uh, you know, don't abuse anyone. So, good riddance, Vander Kane. Um, I wish I could say good luck in Edmonton, but I really just don't mean that. So, yay. Yeah. He's on with us. So good. Right. And that's what matters. Um, Capitals legend Henrik Lundqvist <laughs> had his number retired on Friday. Uh, if you remember, the uh, we, we picked him up on free agency last year, and he had that heart thing. And well, no, was it last year? It might have been. God, I don't even remember. Was it COVID? Well, yeah, it was going into last season. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, while he made some really great improvements, um, the doctors basically said like you're never going to be able to play in the NHL again, which sucks because I definitely think that Lindquist had a couple good years still left in him, mm-hmm. um, even as like a backup. On a team like the Washington Capitals, I if if Lundqvist would have played last year, I highly suspect that he would have got a re-signed deal for this year as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, you know, two one-year contracts and then out maybe, and then retired. But uh, I think it's awesome that the New York Rangers, who basically squandered his entire career, finally gave him the the uh, gave him the retirement ceremony, which is I think a no-brainer. Absolutely. All right, so congratulations to the king. Retweet. I just want to – this isn't exactly league news, but I do want to call out Crosby getting his face punched a couple times by Seidler. You know, I'm loving the overall disrespect uh, that Crosby gets from all of the young guys in the league. 
Like, all these new young guys just don't give a fuck and know that he's a piece of shit and fucking abuse him. And then he tries to, like, fight back. So that's awesome. It's great to see that. Uh, what's not great to see is that the linesmen still uh, basically jump in front of any sort of aggression towards Crosby. Like, they're protecting the president. Like Clint Eastwood in the line of fire. Yeah, I mean, he's still, you know, priority number one. Keep him safe. Yeah, got to make sure a little golden boy Crosby doesn't get fed for his shitbag antics on the ice. God forbid anybody be held accountable for being an absolute dirtbag. Uh, <clears throat> that's a pretty good assessment. <laughs> All right, fuck Crosby. Um you know, when's he going to retire? Hopefully soon. Hopefully, like, very soon. Today would be great. Yeah. Hopefully something really nice happens for him in his life that makes him decide to walk away from hockey. Because I'm not going to, I'm not going to wish evil on him. <laughs> right. I'm over here like, what would, why? <laughs> so, <clears throat> hopefully he just walks away. Because I don't want to see him anymore. Right, right. I don't think any Caps fan does. So, um, you know, <laughs> all right, whatever. Fucking Sidney Crosby. Um, tell us about the Olympics, Polly. All right. Well, <clears throat> Team USA has announced their captains, okay. and I'm not really sure how this works because it's pretty much a um, a continuous roster throughout what do the you year. Mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think they do... I mean, they'll make adjustments as needed. And then I think they obviously have to select a new team for each tournament. Right. So that's where some of the changes might come in. So I think um, these ladies might be the captains until the next tournament. Yeah, well, they submit a roster at every tournament, just like every other team. Yeah. But I mean, they still they play all these games in between, like the the rivalry series and things yeah. like that. So, anyway, they've announced the captains for the Olympics. No surprise here. Kendall Coyne Schofield is going to be the captain. The uh, former captain of the Olympic team, Megan Dugan, has retired. Okay. So you know, she's off in retirement with uh, a young child, and you know, living life outside of hockey. Hillary Knight, Brianna Decker, and Lee Stecklin are all assistant captains. Again, to me, just as a, I'd say I'm a little more than casual, but you know, just from, I mean, I'm not hardcore right. Team USA women fan, but I, right. I follow them. Yeah. And just from point production and who comes across the social pages, it's pretty easy to see that this is who they would pick. It's yeah. a good pick. These are these are the faces of the organization right now. Yeah, no doubt. <clears throat> so, you know, good for them. They're good people to be representing the country. And moving on to that team up north, Canada did announce their roster. And just a few notable people. Owen Power, who was the number one overall pick last year, another mm-hmm. one of those stacked Michigan roster players. Yep. Eric Stahl, who 
everybody should know who he mm-hmm. is. Cup winner. Um, he, I don't know if he retired or just didn't sign a contract this year because maybe he saw this coming and wanted to play in the Olympics. I don't know. But he, I think, is the oldest guy. He's like 37. Josh Hosang, he is currently playing for the, or he was drafted by the Toronto Marlies, 2014. No. No, he was draft. Yeah, well, so he's he was drafted by the Islanders. Oh, by the Islanders. He's currently yeah. with the Marlies. Right. He was a 2014 first round draft pick, and he uh, has played for the Islanders. Or yeah, I think he's played some NHL time. I think. He has. He has. Yeah. Uh, but mostly preseason. I thought he was going to be really good, actually. Um, when he broke into the scene probably two, three years ago and actually got some NHL time, but uh, he hasn't, he hasn't, I guess, made it over that hump into the NHL, uh, which honestly, if you're the New York Islanders, you might, if, if you were, if he was still with the club, you might have wanted to, uh, I don't know, <laughs> give him a shot at this point. Um, and tell us about Daniel Winnick. Yeah, Daniel Winnick, he is a former capital. And he's playing for, uh, he's in the Swiss League. So, yeah. um, want to mention him because he's relevant to our podcast. And, uh, that's it. Nice. Uh, those are the, the notable Canadians. Yeah, interesting on the Winnick and, and Eric Stahl. I mean, Eric Stahl, not so much. I'm sure he's still got a lot in the tank left, but, uh, Winnick, interesting. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, he wasn't exactly a terrible player by any means. But I think, like, with COVID and with how things are going and, and his career, he just decided to, like, go back overseas. Yeah, and I think sometimes these guys realize, like, I can grind it out, sometimes play in the show, or I can go somewhere and, you know, have a, a real set career. Right. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No. Going to play... You know, and I don't. I think it's deeper than just wanting to be a big fish in a small pond. I think it's like job security. You know, really establishing yourself. And I can tell you, as a lifelong hockey player, I'd be more than thrilled to be a professional in the Swiss league. Yeah, and plus you get to live in Switzerland. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, you know, see the world. It's not like getting buried in some Siberian shithole in the KHL. Yeah, which I would still do. <laughs> Right, 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 which we, I think we all would. Um, all right, injuries. Teddy Bluger out six to eight weeks to the Pittsburgh Penguins after having surgery to repair a fractured, fractured jaw on Monday. Bluger was injured by a hit uh, on a hit by defenseman Brendan Dillon in the first period of a 3-2 shootout win against Winnipeg on Sunday. Um, I didn't see this hit, but I know that the Penguins' Twitter was on fire. Yeah, yeah I I didn't see the hit either, but I did notice uh, the the Twitter pain and anguish. Yeah. Brennan Dillon, former Washington Capitol, of course, still doing God's work, apparently. Yeah. He's our guy. <laughs> uh, Eric Carlson expected to be out until at least March after the San Jose Sharks students been surgery to repair a small muscle tear in his left forearm on Monday. I mean, this guy. Talk about a glass cannon, huh? Yeah. I mean... The first big injury was, you know, a sliced Achilles. So you right. can't really avoid that. 
But yeah, he, and I mean that was like a total shitbag move by Matt Cook. Yeah, former Capital, former <laughs> Penguin. Right. Uh, he was a current Penguin at the time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like it kind of follows him around. He was even really having a good season. Carlson. Yeah, Carlson. This yeah, year. yeah, yeah. This year, sure. Tough. Um, Nate McKinnon out three games for the Avs. Facial fracture and concussion. He may miss the All Star game. Was this a puck? No, it was Taylor Hall. <clears throat> oh no, shit! McKinnon was coming up uh, out of the D zone. He was about the blue line, and Hall hit him. And I think what happened was his shoulder hit McKinnon's stick, and so. Oh yeah, that's right. I did see this, and it was just a weird freak thing, and yeah. McKinnon's own stick hit him. Yeah, because at first glance, I thought Hall got him in the chin with his shoulder. Yeah. But I think Hall mostly made contact with, like, his stick in his hands, and all the energy just transferred to McKinnon's face. Yeah, brutal, dude. Uh, Kind of a freak accident, Um, and the play was clean. It was, but I can see why the teammates would be upset about it. It looked Really bad. Sure. I mean, it's not really until you see the replay that you know what happened. Right, right, no doubt. Um, Drake Batherson, though, uh, out for months with a sprained ankle after Aaron Dell's cheap shot behind the net. Uh, Brady Kachuk replaced him in the All-Star game. So uh, Drake Batherson's a young kid, from what I understand, and he's having, like, an incredible year, and that's why he got in the All-Star game, um, even on a yeah. team from Ottawa. Uh, and then Aaron Dell takes him out. Yeah. And Aaron Dell ends up sitting. He's a suspended for three games. Yeah. So, um, you know, hopefully next time they play the Senators and Dell tries to play puck behind the net, someone <laughs> lets him know, you know, you don't get away with it just because you're a goalie. Interesting. You know, have you ever seen a player fight a goalie? Mm, I feel like I've seen clips online. Yeah, but like it's rare. It is. It's rarer even than the the coveted goalie fight, goalie on goalie violence. It is, because once you go after the goalie, everybody jumps you. Right, exactly. Yeah. And even it, if he deserves it. Ex- yeah, right. So, interesting stuff. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, hopefully we he, he comes back quick, Drake, and then, um, you know, Arendelle, I don't know. I mean, he's his life's already bad enough. He got suspended and he fucking plays like third string for Buffalo. So, ouch. Adam Fox, though, upper body on it, out for an upper body injury, out on injured reserve. Uh, that's a pretty big hit for the close to division leading New York Rangers. Yeah. Norris winner, uh, possible repeat if he gets back relatively soon. Right. Yeah, man, he's, he's a, a big part of that young surging team. Right, right. Um, Jonathan Taze placed in concussion protocol Friday by the Blackhawks. There's no timetable for his return. Um, this is a guy who, you know, had that, had a crazy, like, autoimmune battle and is returned this season. Um, so that's tough. It's tough to see for him, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's hockey. It is. It is, unfortunately. Um, we already covered that Dell was suspended three games for hitting Batherson behind the net, so <laughs> that's all for suspensions that we have that's noteworthy for now. So let's uh, tell you about the really cool 
promotions we have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, what else is noteworthy is four teams remain in the NFL playoffs, and that means only four teams left for you to bet on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 283 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer, you can still experience the conference championships with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey and IPA only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, let's talk some caps, huh? Let's do it. All right, Caps fans. Well, in today's Washington wraparound, it's not going to be fire and brimstone like you may expect it to be. Yeah. So put your Bibles away. (laughs) Yeah. This is not a sermon. Take the torches and pitchforks and throw them out the fucking window. Um, on the tw- on the twenty fourth against Vegas at home, we biff it and we take a take a one to nothing L. Um, we did have Carlson Orlov back in the lineup, uh, but you know it was I wouldn't say a complete stinker of a game, but I would say we ran into Robin Leonard who was playing off his fucking ass. Yeah, absolutely. I mean he he made some amazing plays. He did, and the power play, uh, which included a five-on-three, could not convert. Yeah, that was tough to watch. Yeah, stop me if you've heard that story before, but power play, <laughs> oh, power play was in bad shape that whole game. Um, Tom Wilson also almost scored on our empty net. Yeah, I just want everybody to <clears throat> take that in. If uh, John Carlson, I think it was him, or maybe it was Cousy, yeah. whoever it was, wasn't paying attention... Right. Tom Wilson almost scored into our empty net. One more time. Tom Wilson almost scored into our empty net. So just think about that. Yeah, let's uh let's trade him. <laughs> yeah. Trade him. He's not worth the money. <laughs> so yeah, I mean the overall theme of this was just offensive woes, lack of secondary scoring. I think we played overall pretty good defense. You know, the Vegas Golden Knights have a high-powered offense, and they're getting deeper, it just seems like, every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when we beat them in the 2018 Stanley Cup Finals, remember that? Um, <laughs> I think, you know, they were what you would consider an incredibly top-heavy team. They had most of their goals and points being scored by their top three. And, you know, when I remember feeling very, very good statistically – going into uh, the finals against the Knights. Yeah, me too. I wasn't... Really, my only worry was Flurry. Yeah, and, you know, we fucked him up. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, shout out Parker Henry with the hashtag Caps Chirp. What's up, Parker? Um, 
Lavi came out and said, though, after this game, that it's not a lull. He likes the defensive structure and the compete level. And like I said, I had to, I had to agree at this point. Um, it would be a different story if we're getting like absolutely crushed defensively if we were losing by more than three, you know, things like that. Um, we weren't able to generate really any symbols of scoring, but I don't think we were bad off the ice. Uh, rather, just snake bin. Um, we were pouring it on Winner in the game and couldn't penetrate him. Uh, <laughs> get it. Uh, five on three had a lot of opportunities. So, like, again, you know, the five on three looked good. It we did. Were... I, I, I think it was a very nicely run power play. They just mm-hmm. didn't finish. I mean, it just couldn't get it by Leonard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it came up with a couple really good saves just in that sequence alone. Um, but, you know, after this game, I was on Twitter, unfortunately, and it's Capture was just off the fucking deep end. I don't understand where people were getting things like fire Laviolette, fire Brian McClellan, trade VTech, who is literally our best goalie all year, and obviously the ever-present Haglin hate. Um, I don't know. Just calm down, people. It's off-the-wall shit that I was seeing. Uh, and then after this, you know, we talked, everybody was talking about how Marc-Andre Fleury was an option for the Caps. Look, I, I hate that idea. I do not like Marc-Andre Fleury. Like, I get, I, I would defend him when he was in Pittsburgh because at times I thought that he was like the only pedigreed player that was worth a goddamn, uh, in certain instances. But I, I don't, I mean, Thinking that a goalie change is going to right the Caps' woes here and then all of a sudden, like, a goalie change is somehow going to increase scoring is, is like, thinking that the president controls the economy. Yeah, I mean, the Caps aren't losing games because of goalies. I mean, Vitek and Sammy have had their moments. They let up some stupid goals sometimes. Right. But... I I I find it very rare that I look at a game and I say, you know, if we had Bobrovsky in net tonight, definitely would have won. Or who's um Vasilevsky? Vasilevsky. Yeah. If we had Vazzy in net, no way we lose this game. Like I don't think our goaltenders are really breaking any games for us. Right, and I I have to agree. I mean. Well, at least up to this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is a good segue. Speaking of a goalie shitting the bed and breaking a game for us, uh, on the 26th, I did a live watch-along on the Hockey Podcast Network's YouTube, so if you want to check that out, it was amazing, of course, because I did it. But um, I got pretty drunk, and I don't really remember a lot of the game. So I was kind of posthumously trying to put this outline together. Um, I do think San Jose played a really good road game. It was high energy. They were on us and we were not, you know, the Capitals were not anywhere even in near the building. It seemed like uh, they dominated from the start and were getting most of the chances on the net until Washington kind of showed up in the second and started to pile it on. Uh, by that time though, it was just too little too late. We'd already, we were already down like two nothing. 
Um, Spronger, though, in early in the third, did bury a shot, and I was fighting with people on Twitter because they're like, oh, yeah, that just shows Sprong needs to be in the lineup every time. And while I think Sprong has had his – that sitting Sprong has ignited his game away from the puck, this shot was going wide, people. Like, this was not a shot on net. And Reimer hits it with the butt end on a freak accident and into his own into his own net, really. So good for him to get the shot off. Great, he scored. But this was about as lucky as a goal comes. Yeah, you know, and still counts though. Yeah. But you know, I, I would love if if any of our listeners are into the advanced stats, yeah. Blake. If you're a listener, I know we follow each other on Twitter. I'm not sure if you listen. I'd love to know Sprong's advanced stats. You know what? What is he right. aside from scoring goals? Sometimes, right? And they are so his goals are so sexy, sexy looking. They are that it feeds Caps Twitter and forgets every other part about his game. Right, and everything that I've seen from the advanced stats. Uh, Spronk socks on the other side of the puck. Like he's an absolute liability. Yeah. When was the last time you saw Sprung win a win a hard fought puck battle? I feel like I've seen him do one or two pretty decent things in his most recent release from Scratch Territory. Right. But and that I, goes I along agree. with what you said. Right. It's it's kind of stepped up his game. Yeah, and, and but then like how many times have you just seen him lollygagging back into our zone? A lot. <laughs> Dude's the fastest guy on the team and he can't fucking get on his horse to come take that puck away. I don't get it. Yeah. I mean I don't. he I'll I'll say this. <clears throat> if Sprong played decent defense, then yeah. I would completely understand. Okay, what I'm trying to say here. You would agree more, probably. Not completely. If he played <laughs> just decent defense, right. I would have less of an issue of getting rid of Haglin because we would have yeah. that speedster. Right. So if he could fill all those other great things that Haglin does, then all you folks would have a decent point of getting rid of Haglin. Right. But I can tell you right now, Daniel Sprong is not more valuable to this team than anyone on that fourth line, or really anyone. Right. He scores every now and then, but that's about it. Yeah, I mean, we're looking at a Jacob Verona 2.0, unfortunately. Uh, and again, you know, I pose the question to you, who would you rather have killing penalties, Carl Haglin or Daniel Sprong? I'd rather have Ovechkin killed penalties than Daniel Sprong. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, I'd rather just go another man down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, speaking of, of of going down, though, I mean, Samsonov gave up the softest, back to the game, Samsonov gave up like, the softest baby shit goal I've probably seen him give up in a while. Uh, right after Spronger makes it 2-1, and it's a 3-1 game, and completely at this point out of reach, for the Capitals with under five minutes to go in the game. At this point, this was like one of those like pushes that San Jose was just trying to get a shot on net because they were getting absolutely buried in scoring chances and shots. Uh, the Capitals were pouring it on thick, and they kind of 
that San Jose comes on a decent rush, gets a good shot on net, or at least a harder shot on net, and it goes like right through the body of Simpsonov. This is, uh, I mean, at this point, and I get, you know, if we're looking at the larger body of work, you know, it's like shit. Uh, you, you can't pile on Sammy too bad here, but for for this one instance, I mean, it's almost unforgivable. It's pretty bad. It was it was terrible, uh, and it really it was the it was a backbreaking goal. So soft, you know. You see that after if you're on the bench and you see that, I mean, that is just it takes the wind out of everything. Yeah, I mean, definitely, I can relate to that. You yeah. know, you're you're making a push. You feel like you're you're just you know, one good chance away, and then you know you're thinking, "All right, boys, get one more. This game's ours." Right. And then that happens, and you're just like, "Fuck." Yeah. Trash. Um, at one point, shots were heavily in favor of San Jose, and the Caps were piling it on. And like I said, and at this point, when when the uh, when that soft goal is given up, it's just you could just tell it was over. Uh, the San Jose Sharks. Cap it off with an empty net or two. So, yay. Back-to-back shit shows up to this point. Yeah. Not looking good. Yeah. So, on the two days later, the 28th, we're in Dallas. All right. Maybe a little bit of a um, drier, warmer climate at this point. Um, and we absolutely go off and win 5 nothing. Kibney was out on COVID, and this was uh, Holpe's first time playing against his former team, the Washington Capitals. Uh, and goddamn, did he do us a solid. Thanks, Holtz. Yeah. Uh, you Real know, team guy. Right. <laughs> I say that, but honestly, like, Dallas's defense didn't know what the fuck they were doing. They were scared. They were playing scared, giving the Washington Capitals way too much time and space. And I don't think that you can put this completely on Holtby. Uh, he had a couple... I mean, there was that, that Lars Eller goal to McMichael. Lars Eller to McMichael here. Um, it, I mean, that was just Holpe trying to, like, play defense because yeah. everybody else just got walked. Um, you know, in the beginning of the game, the Caps looked to be off to another shit start when Pavelski slipped one in on Vanacek in the first minute of the game, but it was challenged and deemed offside on entry from Robertson. Uh, so the Caps really dodged a bullet on that, and I can't believe we won a challenge. Yeah, it feels good. Yeah. I would agree with it, though. I mean, I don't think Robertson had control of that puck. No. And, you know, I'm not going to – we won. Yay. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> <We don't, laughs> let's let's right. not look – Let's not belabor this. Let's not yeah. look the gift horse in the mouth, if <laughs> yeah. you will. Um, so then after that, though, I mean, it was all caps. Literally everyone scored, including McMichael, off a of beauty feed from Lynchman to Stanley Cup, Lars Eller, as we covered just, just a second ago. And I love it because – you know, Lars Eller is so underrated on this team, and you look at how the Washington Capitals have always needed strength down the middle uh, in their floundering years pre-2018. That was a huge need, right? Lars Eller comes in, and two years later, we're, we're lifting the cup. I've yeah. said it a hundred times. Yeah, you have. And uh, I don't get tired of hearing it. I mean, he continues yeah. to show how useful he is. Yeah, the great Dane himself. Um, and look, you know what? I think that the Caps were turned it around this game. They're playing with real jam. I mean, this is a, a night uh, they were they were skating and winning puck battles all over the ice. 
Um, and it, sh- it paid off. It got, we, we automatic, we, we saw the power play convert twice. We saw secondary scoring all of a sudden light it up. Uh, we saw scoring from the blue line with Carlson and TVR, I believe. Yeah. So, you know, goals and points were spread across the lineup. I mean, this is the Caps team that we love to see. Yeah, and you know, I think a big part of the power play was they were pulling the trigger early and doing it without worrying about the one-timer from Ovi. Right. They were, you know, I think they stick with this and then it'll open Ovi back up and then the cycle just continues. They can't get caught in this trap of that's the only way to go. Right, and it was encouraging to see Tom Wilson bury from TJ Oshie's bumper position because that's something that he's been trying to dial in all season now. Mm-hmm. And if that continues to get to perform and drop for him, he's going to find how he can be successful there. You know, that's a really tough position to be in because you have to rip that shot without handling the puck and it has to be accurate and up in the air. Yeah. So you got to really, you got to one time that puck without a large uh, backswing and really just kind of get it into the, into the spot that needs to be, that needs to be uh, put like immediately. So that's even harder, you know, than I think getting the wind up for the one timer. Yeah. I mean, it's like a, a tight one timer. Yeah. And uh, so hopefully this is a trend. Um, you know, hopefully Willie understands what he did and, and can do it again in a bunch. Um, <laughs> real quick though. How about John Carlson knocking like four teeth out of Jamin's face? Quote unquote, hate to see it. <laughs> you do not hate to see it. Jamie Ben is your favorite favorite player, isn't he? Favorite non caps player. Oh my god, Jamie Ben's a dick. <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, I'd probably like him if he was on my team, um, but I don't know. As an also Avalanche fan, a lot of his antics against Colorado in the past have just really made me dislike him. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, what's even better that makes this even better uh, is the Caps kill off the double minor. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, he spit out like two or three teeth and picked some off the ice and then was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to the bench. Yeah, I mean, he took it like a champ. Yeah, and Carlson like fucking winged him, dude. That, <laughs> that was not that was not a, a soft... Well, I think he was trying to lift this stick. He was. And just completely missed. <laughs> yeah, and if anybody out there has ever played hockey and has tried to go for the stick lift and missed, you see, you know the velocity in which those guys, you know, playing against adults even. But, like, I mean, I got someone pretty good <clears throat> and drew all kinds of blood. So yeah. I can only imagine what these people who are much stronger than I do. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, uh, it's a good laugh for us, I guess. Um, it's somebody else's pain and losing <laughs> teeth. But uh, Holpe's team, though, I think really, like we said, just let him down. Uh, he ended up getting pulled in the second intermission, so they started the third period with Ottinger, and Ottinger posted a third-period shutout. But at that point, the, the game was so far out of reach. It was 5 nothing. The Caps were basically pl- committing to defense and getting it deep. And we end up with a VTech shutout. That's uh, VTech's fourth career shutout and second of this year. 
Yeah, I really think he's fine in his game. He is. And uh, the Stars, they're not a slouch. No, I know. They're knocking on the... This was a meaningful game for the Stars. They were knocking on a wild card spot. If they would have won, they would have been in a wild card spot, at least temporarily. Uh, but they're very much in the mix of a playoff playoff position here. So, good win. Good win from a team that we don't commonly see. Absolutely. Uh, at at their, In their barn. Yeah, and especially because the, the, the Caps have really underperformed against the West, specifically the Pacific Division. But... You know, um, they haven't really done a good job playing outside of the conference this year. So this is a good one. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully, again, that's another trend. Uh, Vitek Vanacek, though, let's talk about him. He's been on fire, you know, posting in the in his past few starts less than two goals against average and like a two, over 2.5 two save percentage, I believe. So I like it. Um, is he our starter or is there still drama? Um, I mean, I don't think Lavi's going to come out and name someone. Right. I, don't I think either. he's going to keep seeing who's working well, who needs a break, and it's. I think it's going to stay a, a two-headed monster. Yeah, I think uh, Simpsonov's probably going to get injected into the lineup at least once a week. Um, yeah. Well, in this coming week, there's only two games, and it's a back-to-back. Yeah, so, so we're going to see play. both goalies here. Yeah. I wonder if there's a goalie on the chopping block or being traded out uh, or being shopped. Now I wonder if – so, okay, let me ask you this, Polly. <laughs> if it came down to it and we had to move a goalie or a goalie movement was in was going to happen, who would you pick? Who would you keep, Vitek or Sammy? I'd want to keep Vitek. Um yeah. For my my personal bias, um, I like him better. <clears throat> but I also think, you know, we've talked about this. He's he's more technically sound. Yeah. And he's performed better this season. And this has been the largest sample size we've seen of these guys. So, I mean, if you're looking at you know, who's the better bet, I think the stats show VTech. And let's keep in mind here, folks. Samsonov has never, ever been uh, considered a starter by game share in his entire career. He's never played more games than Vitek. And at one point, you know, if you think back a year, I know everybody's like fire and brimstone, but if you think back a year, Samsonov was a, uh, at one point considered a really good backup to Vitek when we went into the playoffs. And I was feeling very good about Vitek in his first shot in net in the playoffs, and 10 minutes into the game, first game against Boston, he blows a groin. Yeah. And an old Craig has to step in. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Old Craig, he did good. He did. He did all right. And then we went back to Samsonov, and he gave up a fucking game-winning goal in overtime. Just right, just laid it out. Um, he just pooped it. Right. Pooped it out right on a silver platter for the Bruins to convert it. I, you know, I I just don't understand the people who are still, if if we're going to talk goalie trade, I don't understand the people who are defending Samsonov here still. All empirical evidence points to Vitek being a better option. Well, it's just, it's who they like. He just doesn't get out of fucking position so quickly and then have to come back back up with like a 10-bell save. Yeah, it's like a routine play. 
Sammy is like Sprong. He makes the sexy plays. Right. He is. And and you got to be, as a hockey fan, you yeah. know, thank, thank goodness that coaches aren't like hockey fans. Right. Because they're able to look past the sexy stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. I, I, I think that if we're going to move a goalie, it's got to be some sewn off here. And I feel like, even though he hasn't pl- played very well, I think that that's an easier sell than Vitek Vanacek. You know, this is a first a former first-round draft pick, is uh, dominant in Hershey, dominant in uh, Russia, in the KHL. He just needs something else, and maybe it's a change of scenery and a better – whatever. Whatever it may be, he might need it, right? Just yeah. a change. Just make it fresh. For Simsonov, and he could be, you know, as Oli Kolzig said, the next Vasilevsky. Yeah. Maybe he just needs time, too. So, I'm cool with keeping both of them. Yeah, me too. I don't think we need to move either one. Right. But if we do move one, I hope it's Sammy. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. I agree. Um, okay. Well, I guess that's 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 for that. We'll see what happens during trade deadline, but um, I don't know. I'm not feeling super confident, and I'm not really. I think that this may be an indicator that Holtby is not our answer here. Even though no. he he got a bit lit up, I, I think that uh, you know. I think that this game kind of showed it. I I don't know though. I mean, looking at the camaraderie between them, if we're gonna go for a veteran. I, I wouldn't care if it was Holtby. I think it'd be cool <laughs> still. Yeah, I mean, I would love to have him back on the team, but yeah. I don't think, and I'd love to be wrong, but I don't think getting Holtby is the key to a cup. Right, right, right. I don't think a goalie is the key to the cup. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. Um. All right, so let's go over our predictions and give us some ratings here. Ovechkin goals. Paulie, you had three. Mm-hmm. I said he would score four. How many did he have? Zero. So we were both pretty wrong there. Um, and I don't appreciate you putting in the outline <laughs> that I was wrong as fuck and you were just wrong. Uh, <laughs> I had said that the Caps were going to go 3-0. and We, in fact, went 1-2. and And you said 2-1. and So you were just as wrong. I was closer. Okay. I guess. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so, total shit show uh, from both of us for yeah. this week's predictions. Next week's games, we have the Pens on February 1st and the Oilers on the 2nd, back-to-back. And that's it for the for the whole week. Yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. So, I'll actually be at the Penguins game, bought tickets today. Um, they're pretty expensive. Fucking fees, man. Yeah. Fees suck when you're buying sporting event tickets or concert tickets, even. Yeah, they. I mean, it's usually it's like thirty bucks. Yeah, it's like half the price of the ticket. Yeah, fuckers. Mm. So who? You, what, what do you got this week? Two and up. I was gonna say the same. Yeah, two and zero. Um, two goal Ovi goals. Yeah. Oh wow, my keyboard's loud. It is. It's okay. Okay, two Ovi goals. Two of your goals. So what about you? I'm saying three. Whoa, big. whoa, Polly. I don't know. That seems a little bit, uh, a little bit out of, out of, out of fucking pocket for you. Yeah, I know. Especially because it seems like 
uh, and this is just my perception. I don't have the stats here, but it seems like Ovi almost never scores against the Penguins. So I guess I'm at least during the regular season. Right. I'm, I'm sure he does. He but does. I just, whenever he plays the Penguins, I just, I'm like, score a hat trick right now. Yeah. That'd be cool. I hope I, I hope I'm not bad luck and cause I'm going to go see it in Pittsburgh. I hope I also don't get beat up. If he scores a hat trick, would you throw your hat? Yes. Good. But I would also be far up. Oh, you're higher up this time. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm not going to be near the glass. I'm going to be uh, like the bottom, though, of the lower bowl. Or upper bowl. Mm-hmm. The bottom of the upper bowl. Yeah, that'd be a tough throw. And yeah. since you're the away team, that hat's not going to make it to the ice. No. No one's, no one's going to relay that for you. I know. I know. So, maybe I shouldn't throw it. I don't know. It might be worth it just to piss someone off down below. <laughs> should chuck a beer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> just, just throw a full beer as hard as, hard as I can. Um, I think that's a solid idea. I think that's a solid way to get kicked the fuck out. <laughs> In band. Yeah. In band, yeah. <laughs> You won't yeah. be. <clears throat> you won't even be able to go back for concerts and such at right. the, the largest venue we live by. Right. Exactly. All right. Well, may, definitely not the beer. Maybe the hat. We'll see. We'll see. Um. <laughs> all right. Well, Caps fans, thanks for tuning in Thursday. Uh, the hockey trail hip check is going to be about team offense and why it's the folly of man. And what is the snack? What is snack time with Polly Cupcakes going to be again? It's going to be about the possible first ever Japanese-born skater in the NHL. He's not there yet, but he's got a chance. Interesting, interesting. All right. Well, Caps fans, tune in on Thursday. Thanks for sticking around for this epi, and we'll see you then. Hockey Show, Polly Cupcakes, signing off. Bye. Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp Podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at Hockey Podnet on social and the Hockey Podcast Network.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.